Good morning, I'm Francis Keeney and welcome to The Trough for Friday the 24th of March, your daily bite-sized wrap of all the political news you need to know this morning. The front pages of the newspapers are all dominated by the terrorist attack in London yesterday. There's a lot of comparisons with the Australian Parliament, with the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull increasing security around the building in what appears to be a symbolic gesture to assure the public and members of Parliament as well. We've also got renewed calls from the likes of Pauline Hanson to crack down on Muslim immigration. It is worth noting that the London attacker was born in Britain, and the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull this morning has made that point on 3AW. He's criticised Senator Hanson, saying inciting hatred against any part of the community is always dangerous. He says if the problem is terrorism, policies like that would only make it worse. In other news, the Herald Sun has an opinion piece from Tony Abbott, who's advocating for the federal government to prevent the closure of the Hazelwood coal-fired power station in Victoria. Long-time listeners of the podcast would remember I mentioned the possibility of this a few weeks ago. Now, the former Prime Minister has warned this could hurt manufacturing. And he says the government could keep the privately run plant operating until the expansion of the Snowy Mountain scheme is complete, if that actually gets off the ground. Hazelwood is due to close in the next week or two, so this is really last-minute stuff. And others in the coalition have been agitating for the federal government to intervene somehow. One suggestion has been providing the $750 million to the company NG to keep to clean up the site. And the AI group this morning has also called for the plant to remain open due to concerns about power prices. The Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull this morning has rejected that idea. And the Treasurer Scott Morrison as well, according to The Australian, who's warned it's not a viable proposal to throw money at this. NG and the Victorian government have also warned... It would cost $400 million just to keep the power station opening, and at the very least $150 million to ensure it's operating by July just to keep the plant safe. And it's worth noting the AEMO, the energy market operator, has said that the closure of Hazelwood would not compromise the integrity of the national energy market. State and Territory leaders are meeting today with their federal counterpart Scott Morrison and housing affordability will be high on the agenda. We know Scott Morrison has some kind of housing package being unveiled in the May budget and the Victorian Treasurer Tim Pallas says it needs to include changes to capital gains tax and negative gearing. Now there's been some noises from the federal government about CGT. It'd be surprising to see any major changes given how adamant they were last year during the election campaign that the generous tax scheme would not be altered. But the AFR has published an FOI request from Labor showing the Treasury has undertaken a large amount of work in examining options around capital gains tax. So watch this space. Tim Pallas in the meantime has pointed to Victoria's proposal to abolish stamp duty for first home buyers if their new property is worth under $600,000. And he also says there's another solution that the federal government uh, has at its disposal. It could release unused defence holdings to boost supply. This coincides with a study being released by the University of Adelaide today about shared equity schemes. As mentioned before, these schemes allow for parents, for instance, or private companies or governments to help cover the cost of mortgages by using part of the equity they have in their own home. As house prices fall, this difference is then paid off for kind of help their kids, for instance, get into the housing market. The university says suburbs with these kind of schemes have seen an 8% rise in levels of home ownership, which means fewer people are relying on rental properties, more people have their own homes. And this is another idea the federal government has been considering as well.
The Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull has visited a childcare centre in Woden this morning, championing the childcare changes that passed through the Senate last night. There was a compromise with the Senate crossbenchers. They successfully amended the Act so that childcare subsidies would not be offered to families who earn more than $350,000 a year, or up the package is worth $1.6 billion. The push to increase the base entitlement of childcare hours from 12 to 15 hours per week fell short. And some groups, such as Early Childhood Australia, warned that some parents would struggle with the new activity tests as well. But Simon Birmingham, the Education Minister, says the changes will benefit around a million families and lead to a simpler, more affordable, more accessible and more flexible system. These changes, in the meantime, still need to get through the House of Representatives next week before they can be officially locked in. Briefly, in other news this morning, the Chinese Premier Li Keqing has urged Australia not to take sides as what happened during the Cold War. He's in Canberra for an official visit. He met with the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull and is the guest of an official lunch in the Great Hall and Parliament House yesterday. The two countries have also talked up trade links between the two nations. Federal MP and former Minister Stuart Robert has been called in as a witness to a corruption inquiry being held in Queensland. The Crime and Corruption Commission is investigating the conduct of a number of candidates. It's alleged Mr Robert channelled money from his federal campaign fund to candidates who stood as independents. Those candidates also happened to be former staffers in Mr Robert's electorate office. Mr Robert in a statement says he looks forward to assisting the CCC with its inquiries. And Amy Ramikis from Fairfax has written up a pretty good piece following Jackie Lambie's comments in the Senate about the proposed cuts to welfare payments. Senator Lambie was upfront, honest, Pretty emotional about her experiences struggling with welfare payments on Wednesday night. It's worth look, taking a look at this video online, by the way. Now, Jackie Lambie may be ridiculed in the media for a few of her statements, but on issues like this, she arguably has more personal experience than pretty much anybody else in federal parliament, and that includes the press gallery, may I add. The Prime Minister today, as I mentioned before, did a doorstop at a childcare centre in Woden, an interview with Neil Mitchell on 3AW as his podcast is being recorded, he also has a number of engagements with the Chinese Premier this morning, who will then head to Sydney, and there's nothing planned yet from the opposition leader, Bill Shorten. There's a number of parliamentary hearings today. There's additional estimates covering immigration, border protection, the Attorney General's Department, Environment, and the Australian Human Rights Commission. There's also hearings looking at changes to 18C of the Racial Discrimination Act, as well as looking at the use of crystal meth, the NDIS, and the rollout of the NBN. I started this podcast in February, and I always warned that it'd be an experiment to see whether something like this would be successful and interesting and engaging. And it has. I've had a lot of fun, although waking up at 5 o'clock each morning has been a bit tough, especially when you're not getting paid for it. I'm back at the ABC, and because with that job I'll be waking up even earlier, I will have to put the trough into storage for now. I simply won't have enough time to be able to do this. I already missed out on a few days of the past few weeks. I... I feel that I just wouldn't be able to do it justice. Now, if a news outlet or an organisation or a business was keen on sponsoring this podcast or paying for it to keep it going, then maybe things would be a little bit different, but this is simply the state of the industry at the moment. And there were doubts about whether a subscription model would have been enough to pay the bills, despite the encouraging number of people who said that this is something that they would definitely pay for. And it's been great hearing that. I've been looking at a number of options, including Patreon, but without long-term institutional backing, without taking a lot of risks, without a significant financial buffer, it would have been very difficult. I just need to pay the bills. So, this is not the end. This may turn into a weekly wrap of politics, and look, who knows 
what could else happen behind these? And sorry, Shinzo, who's been a who's been a fantastic contributor, by the way. He's just rummaging through the bin underneath the spare room at the moment, uh, which is where I've been recording this for the past month or so in a sort of ghetto style studio that I have at the moment that I uh, introduced in order to record this podcast. But it's been fun. It's been great delivering these bite-sized podcasts each morning and proving to the world and to myself that this idea I had two years ago is something that works. And so it's goodbye from the trough for now. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.